I'm Andrew Wilton. And I'm Carol Lawless. And welcome to Seven Questions Peterborough. D'Souza. Hmm. And I said, oh, what a great idea. And so I then emailed you and you said, oh, Tessa D'Souza. There's a, someone I know. Yeah, Tessa is a great person. She is someone that I know. Um, my daughters went to St. Anne's school and Tessa is a special ed teacher there. Um, she's a great athlete. She's a wonderful person. And I'm really excited actually to find out more about her because she's just someone that I really know from sort of seeing in different situations, but I've never really sat down and talked with her, so here she comes. So we're here with Tessa D'Souza, and Tessa, I've known you for a long time. And you're an athlete. Look at you. You're in top form. And you're also a special education teacher at St. Anne's School uh, in the North End of Peterborough. A great advocate for children. And uh, welcome to Seven Questions Peterborough. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we're so nice glad to, to have you here. It's yes. wonderful. It's nice to be here. And we're going to set you up with our seven big questions, which Tessa was saying uh, to me earlier. Um, a little bit about listening to an earlier podcast and saying, oh, I hope I hear those questions a little early. <laughs> <laughs> We're good at that. We get you prepped for it. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes, for sure. So, Tessa, let's start with the first one, and we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what you love about sport. What was the most beautiful kayaking experience you've ever had? Well, the most beautiful kayaking experience I've ever had um, actually took place in Florida, in a place called Melbourne, Florida, where currently the national team trains. So I used to go down there and train, um, do spring training down there anywhere from February to April. And uh, it's in a beautiful outdoor um, site where all the countries come. So all the countries were training at the same time and it's in a canal system. So the manatees and the dolphins oh. would be swimming under our kayaks as we're training. So you could just drop your paddle and kind of touch a dolphin or like, so it was just beautiful in terms of, you know, just serenity, being on the water. Such a beautiful location down there. And then to have that nature around you. I remember uh, I was canoeing once down a a small creek and I was in the bow and I could see a beaver swimming right in front of the mm. bow and just how beautiful that was and to have manatees doing that yeah must have been magical oh it was unbelievably magical mm. yeah and very peaceful yeah. right? I bet are yeah. you worried see here's me yeah. are you worried that you'd hit so I'd be like if you so hit someone on or the same hit one. the <laughs> same the same time 
um, there were in other areas, another place of Florida called Inverness, and those had crocodiles and alligators in the area. And at one one time, one year, um, the boys on the national team thought it would be funny to set up a little joke and play a little joke on a couple of the girls, and I was one of them. So they um, found a little baby crocodile that was dead, and they put it inside my kayak. Oh. And so in the morning when you flip the kayak over, right? So you, but there were sightings of, you know, that type of wildlife in, in the water too. So you have to be very careful. Yeah, I think you're not doing those kayak rolls. No, uh, in, no, in no, not in those. No, no. So yeah, not a good idea. it just depends. But the sunny weather and that kind of stuff really is, it's a great place to be. Nice. Well, mm-hmm. question number two. What word do you think your favorite coach would have used to describe you? Well, my favorite coach would use the word wife to describe me <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, that's quite a story. I, I, didn't I thought think, you would like I was that thinking one. of all the words that a coach might use. It was, that wasn't one. No, it wouldn't really be something that would pop into someone's head. Yes. So my, um, initially when I started paddling, uh, Nick, who is now currently my husband, was my first coach. Oh. And then, so as our relationship developed, we knew that this wasn't going to work. So I, I kind of left and went to Ottawa hmm. and, worked and trained in Ottawa for a while. Um, but again, he was always my rock. So yeah. I could always go back to him, even though I wasn't really directly under, under his leadership for training. Mm-hmm. So you went to Ottawa to train and to get, to run away from Nick. To run away from Nick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Uh, yeah, so I um, ended up leaving. I left Montreal and I went to Ottawa to train at the High Performance Centre, which was at Carleton University. Oh, okay. And I stayed Is there. it still there? It's still there. Yeah. Um, but now there's currently three different high performance centers. Mm. There's one in Nova Scotia, because that's a big paddling hub. Okay. There's one out west in Victoria, and then there's still one in, in, at Carleton. At Carleton. Mm-hmm. What a great way to meet your future spouse. Yeah. Your, your it, former coach becomes your... I mean, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Number three. What is the single best restaurant dish you would order tonight if you could out, go out in Peterborough? Well, I listened to uh, a podcast um, earlier on, and I chuckled because I said if someone were to ask me that question, I would have exactly the same answer. <laughs> and that answer would be the night kitchen. Uh, I yeah. just love mm. the night kitchen. I love everything about it. I love the food. I love the fact that you can sit there if you would like or if you're in a rush you can just take out the pizza and leave yeah but yes night kitchen is one of my favorite places to go to if you want to learn a little bit more about the night kitchen go to ptbo.ca and listen to our podcast with jeremy kelly happening in your life right now that you'd like to to share with us on the show well uh as we approach march break and i'm thinking about 
the weather change, um, hopefully spring will happen sooner than later, um, I'm anxious to get back on the water and start kayaking for the summer. And uh, last year we had a great group of masters paddlers um, across Peterborough uh, that we were going out on a regular basis every almost every other day and training together on Little Lake. So I'm really looking forward to going back and getting on the water again. What does that mean, Masters Paddlers? So Masters Paddlers are um, any age range from 25 to 80, basically. Okay. So you're an adult and you don't have to have any paddling or kayaking experience, but you're just looking for another fitness activity. Okay. And you would um, meet at the canoe club, which is located on Little Lake. And um, I think it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday and the weekends, we would paddle for, for an hour or so as a group. And there's a coach on the water that gives you some technical pointers. And if you really enjoy it, you can pursue racing. And I think oh. a lot of the new paddlers this year went to the Canadian Championships and raced and really enjoyed it. And do you provide your own kayak or? The club has boats. Okay. Um, and where I think is the where is the club? Is on it Brown Sea Base? Is no, that oh, no, okay? No. So the it right now it is just a trailer, a, a container, a container. Okay. Uh, but a clubhouse. The goal is to have a clubhouse built. And do you, do you know where the volleyball courts are? Yeah. The beach oh, volleyball. Yes. So yeah. if you walk along Beaver the Meat? path, yep. Oh, yeah. okay. If you walk along the path just before the outdoor gym, mm -hmm. there's a container where boats are stored. So we're going to have another container there and the, the eventual plan is to build a clubhouse in conjunction with the new canoe museum right on oh, the water. that's great. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you don't have to have any experience. No. You can just come out and do you practice in the mornings or in the evening? In the evenings. Um, and if people are interested, they can go to, they can Google Peterborough Canoe and Kayak Club and there's a link on for programs for younger kids and there's a link for the master's programs. So we'll so get that link before you leave and put it on our website yes, as well. That's so people great. can click My into kids that. always want to go sea kayaking when we go to Prince Edward Island. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I'm a little bit I'm like, okay, we're too far out, you know? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, What? Yeah. You know, yeah, I but, bought a kayak a couple of years ago and I took lessons up near Perry Sound. Right. And uh, went out on Georgian Bay and boat on Lake Ontario it's just such a beautiful nice. experience because when you're I find it zen like when you're oh, moving sure. when you're moving when you get it right yeah you're just so, uh, so, soaring along that water and just feel very at one because you're so close to the water yes um, but I've never gone with manatees right <laughs> yeah. a crocodile no a crocodile no hopefully and you didn't marry your coach and I didn't marry my coach oh see what we've missed out on I know I know we've missed out on a lot uh, number five being active is important to you what advice would you give a parent well this is um, a, a big I find as a teacher now um, something an issue that uh, we look at and say there's got to be a change in how we approach um, physical literacy for kids and you know getting them involved like I, like with technology I find a lot of the kids uh, aren't participating in in bettering themselves and I think it's a balance between everything emotional mental and physical wellness and physical literacy is a big part of that um, in school I just try to get kids in the gym as much as possible involved in activities whether it's you know dancing intramurals games 
but um, you kind of see them getting away from that because they much prefer to be on online or on mm -hmm. video games. So I think it's, it's, it's a big issue these days. Yeah, I read recently, uh, to my horror, uh, that kids are celebrating indoor recess because they get to go on screens. Exactly. Whereas my memory was when we were kids, it was a pretty big disappointment if we ever had to stay inside because we wanted to get out and play. Yeah. And, uh, and that is a, a bit of a dangerous, scary shift. Right. And even in the summer, when like I, I mm -hmm. understand that in the winter, they're always looking for an excuse mm -hmm, because it's mm -hmm. cold. But even in the summer, um, I've heard of friends renting a cottage and, you know, the water's there and there's toys to play with and boats and kids want to sit inside, inside and just go on their social media. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's where parents have to kind of really monitor what's going on and, and yeah. be involved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's hard, right? Because parents are, are busy and right. they're trying to, you know, trying to keep the, the, the wheels on the bus going, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And But kids it's are checking out, right? And mm -hmm. you know, that's the thing. And you lose connection. And they, I mean, if you've read any, you know, Mary Oliver and Grace, my daughter, just, she's studying, you know, the importance of being in nature and being connected. Right. Um, in her science program at McMaster. And I do think it's fascinating that um, she's studying that, you know, like it's an actual thing. It's not just get out there and play, right? Yeah. We have to yeah. actually think about it yeah, and really, you know, get philosophical about it. So... <laughs> We didn't have to do that way back when as much, right? right. Like that's it's just less that's, to less to keep us occupied, other than being outside and playing. That's right. That was the thing. And the kids don't seem to understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I try to explain it to them. But Carol, yeah. we're up to number six. Tessa, <laughs> you're gonna buy me a gift. Oh, where are you I'm gonna, gonna go? go? <laughs> where are you gonna go, well, Tessa? My favorite spot is Hi Ho Silver. Oh, mm -hmm. nice. Okay. I'm very happy place. to hear this. Yes. There you go. <laughs> there are several things I've got my eye on. Well, you'll have to tell me, but I like <laughs> everything in that shop. <laughs> yes, no, I, I quite enjoy um, going into Hi Ho Silver. It's just, it, she's, Judy does a great job. There's all kinds of great selections for gifts or even just stuff for myself. Yeah. I hear so many people talk about high of silver and I know that uh, that uh, when I am buying something for Sylvia it's high of silver is one of the places I'll go to because I can find something there yeah. again great folks great Judy folks. Byrne is amazing and Glenda uh, I think Glenda's daughters work right. there, or one of the daughters works there Maya and um, yeah it's just again when you go downtown and some of these independent stores, it is like going in and they're like yeah, family, they're right? Like family. They're yeah, yeah, once you once you go a couple know, times, they, they remember name. you yeah. and they uh, are so friendly and uh, and are glad to see you there. Yes. You become, like you said, a member of the family. So we can go together. Sure. I can show you, you what I want. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Awesome. <laughs> So we're here at High Ho Silver in downtown Peterborough with the lovely Glenda Passmore. And Glenda, um, as I mentioned to you, Tessa D'Souza, we've interviewed her for the podcast and she's given a wonderful shout out to High Ho Silver as one of her favorite places to shop. And maybe I wanted to 
find out what you're loving in the store right now, what's special? Oh, I think that's fantastic. Um, if I had to pick two favorites that I really love right now, uh, an old-time favorite is Pira out of uh, Vancouver and their 19th century wax seals that have been stamped into uh, reclaimed silver or bronze, and now they have a 14-karat gold line. Um, but they all have wonderful meanings attached to them, uh, which makes them a fantastic gift to give or something to commemorate something for yourself. And then on a lighter note, from Napanee, we have Glasshouse Goods, or as we call them, the sweary bracelets. And they say off-the-cuff, kind of sometimes off-color things inside. So it's not for anybody else to see. They're called inner voice bracelets. So it's just for you. Beautiful. Awesome. Can you tell me which one you like? The off-the-cuff one? Is there an expression that describes you? How bad can I say? Go for it. Fresh out of Fox is my favorite one. Okay. Whoa. (laughs) We've done it. All right. Thanks, Glenda. Well, this is awesome to to chat with you in downtown Peterborough. And what are the store hours here at Hi-Ho Silver? We are 10 to 6, Monday to Saturday, and Sundays 11 to 4. Great. Thanks so much, Glenda. Good to see you. You Take care. And so, uh, Tessa, um, we wanted to ask you a question about what kind of picture, if you had a picture that you would keep in your head, but you haven't actually taken it. Yeah, I... um... It's funny, my kids have traveled extensively, like extensively, and a place that I've never been, um, and I have that picture in my mm. head, is Switzerland. Mm. Mm. And I, I really want to go there, and um, I've heard lots about uh, where my, my, my children both went to, which was a place called Crans, Montana, mm. which is right near the border of the Alps. Okay. And um, they've taken a lot of pictures about like, like actually eating a little restaurant right at the top of the mountain. Oh. So I, I kind of have that picture in my head and I said to my husband, we have to get there. Like we just have to make a plan to get there, whether it's in the winter or I don't even care in the summer because yeah. you can hike and again, it's just a beautiful country. Um, so I have that picture in my head and I have a lot of descriptions and analogies from my kids but I've never experienced it myself. So what were your what were your kids doing in Switzerland? So my daughter graduated from high school and decided that she wanted to work abroad for a oh, year. Okay. So she applied to become a nanny for this family mm-hmm. and this family since has stayed in in touch with my kids. So that was like 6 years ago. Right. So my son just came back oh, from nice. visiting the family. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a cool wow, thing. Wow, there's so right? many. I, I have, I think, two books over there, 501 Must-See Destinations and Journeys of a Lifetime. Oh, jeez. And, uh, and, and I've been through Austria, but I've never been to Switzerland, but I've heard so much about the beauty of, just the raw beauty of that country. The raw beauty. Yeah. And, yeah, and my, my son in particular says it's just a whole other world. Yeah. Like, you don't hear, you know, the talk about, U.S. politics. You don't yeah, hear. Yeah. It's just they, they are a people that they take care of themselves, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. They, there's none of that added extra. Nice. Wow. Yeah. And what's the place called? Crans, Montana. Montana. That's mm-hmm. an interesting name. Mm-hmm. 
Hope to see if we can find a picture of that place. Yes. Maybe have the picture on the website of the place that well, you want to go and see. Send you a picture. <laughs> and then that will be the picture in my head. In your head. Yeah. Where yeah. I, the picture that I wished I'd taken that I hadn't. Yeah. I don't think I asked that question correctly. And Andrew is a teacher. He's very specific about how he positions these questions. I did, I did, but you, you, I thought is you it did okay? very well. And we're, de we're done now. We've asked all seven all questions. All seven, wow. Tessa, it's been so fun having a chance to talk to you, get to know you a little bit. As I said when you came in the door that I've seen you around town and to actually have a chance to meet has been fantastic. Yeah, thank you. I've really enjoyed yeah. talking with you too and That's getting great. to know you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Tessa. Carol, one of the things I'm loving about our podcast series is the fascinating people that we are meeting from all over Peterborough. And with today's podcast, I really loved how Tessa took many questions in a totally different mm -hmm. direction than I thought she was gonna take. Mm -hmm. For example, the last question about the picture in her head, when I wrote that question, I thought it was going to be a question, an answer about uh, a past event uh, that she regretted not having a camera and yet she turned it to a future event, mm. which she will have a camera for, which I thought that's an interesting uh, thing that athletes, athletes often have their eyes on the prize. And I thought that's maybe a, an answer that an athlete would give. Well, that's interesting. I'm, I'm, I wonder if it's also the way that she approaches teaching because she is in special education and she has to probably take a different approach to mm. the kids that she's working with. Mm -hmm. uh, she's certainly someone that I would say is a great advocate for children and um, I think just you can tell by meeting her you mm -hmm. know and sitting mm -hmm. down and speaking with her she exudes positivity and there's a light about her that just she's radiant and uh, I think we're really lucky to have someone like that in our community working with children. We sure are and everybody listening to our podcast um, Great place to find more information about these podcasts is at ptbo.ca, and there you'll see a link called Seven Questions. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining, joining us. us.